everybody, and welcome back to episode 16 of All About Millennials, a show for 80s and 90s babies, by 80s and 90s babies, excuse me for that, but hey, usually it's me and Kayla, but this week, and as of last week, we just opted to go our little bit of separate ways, because this week is the week that I've kind of been thinking about for, I don't know, probably the last, like, couple of months, because July to me has always been that one month of just reflection, appreciation, as was touched about in my church on Sunday. And with that, I'm just grateful. And for me, this week celebrates eight years of just getting my head on straight. And so what I thought to do this week was just bring on and just touch on one of those topics that are very key and very intriguing to my heart and just go for it. And with that being said, I'd like to introduce one of my dear friends and mentors who kind of in the turn saved my life, Mr. Steve Cannon of Rise Indiana. If we can get the mute button ready. <laughs> what, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? It's uh, it's good to see you again, and and uh, appreciate you having me on. It's good talking with you. I mean, it's crazy. Did you think about eight years ago that I would have even gotten to even make it out of Indiana, let alone in LA, and doing what I set out to do creatively and still a part of any like thing spiritually? Well, um, actually, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, you know, you have, you know, been a person that has um, shown tremendous character and uh, persevered through a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulties. And, and uh, one of the things I've, you know, always appreciated about you since getting to know you, you know, is the whole idea of... Um, uh, you just never let anything, you know, keep you from accomplishing your goals. And, um, you know, and so, no, I'm not surprised, man. You know, that, uh, I'm not surprised about what you're doing. And, and, um, cause Hey, it's all about, you know, it's all about character and, uh, you, you've shown that, you know, throughout your life. And, uh, so I'm not surprised, you know, with, uh, with what you're doing even now. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. And, to be honest, I was thinking about just with, and I don't know how my brain, and I was thinking about anniversaries. Next month is 10 years for the ministry that was kind of started up by you in downtown Indianapolis, the campus ministry, I should say. Am I too far off from that? And the story of how, what's now Alpha Omega Indianapolis, IPY kind of got created? Yeah, well, I think that, um, you know, there was, um, oh man, I'm trying to remember who was, who was leading it before me. And, uh, um, you know, but you're not too, you know, you're not too far off base. And, uh, but honestly, I'm having a little bit of a, of a memory moment at the minute, you know, at the moment. <clears throat> I mean, it happens, and 
to be honest, I think just coming from, and I know my background was more Baptist turned to Methodist and yours was Catholic, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And just going from there, it's like understanding that I don't want to use the term all lives matter, but there's no real division outside of what's in the Bible when it comes to just Christianity and taking that to a college and really public college environment, not to say private colleges aren't important too, because full cell grad, hello, but um, mm. yeah, <laughs> it makes it a lot easier, but I think I saw a lot of growth even within the ministry over the years, which I think when we started, it was like, we just kept in our own little bubble and it was like very quiet to not being in just one corner of the campus center. We just met and I'm surprised there's not a Starbucks anywhere in your hand and I don't have some coffee in my system right now. (laughs) (laughs) And for those that don't know, that was like our usual spot just to have our Bible studies and just, chat for like what hours on end I think you were almost turned Starbucks into a mini office in the barn the corner of Barnes and Noble oh yeah man well you know I mean I've you know I've been going to Barnes and Nobles for oh my gosh oh ever since uh my I don't know probably 15 years and um you know it's one of those places that uh you know I get away to you know sort of escape and read think study and uh so yeah um that was that that was just one of our places man yeah so i'd like to just dive right in and the biggest thing and i noticed this and looking back at eight eight even nine years ago maybe even five years ago it was like way less diverse especially now and there was one reason particularly in I told you this offline, if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have even given it a shot because of the lack of diversity. And there were things that I kept hearing even in my studies up to a certain point to where I'm like, am I just hearing the same song and dance over and over of, I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to understand. But yet when it comes to even planning something, how do you go about just going forth and getting away from just that one marketed ethnic group or one gender? Because it's like you start something, it's almost like you network within your own race or your own gender, which is totally fine. But as we both know, like our faith and really in like our stories, it's like, that's only part of the situation, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, um, building a, uh, building a diverse ministry, you know, is, you know, something I believe that, uh, is something that, uh, that God does, you know, through, uh, individuals that are, you know, committed to the great commission, the great commission. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20, 
you know, he said, you know, go and make disciples of all nations and uh, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. And our congregation has been, you know, very committed to that. And, um, you know, that, hey, uh, you know, everybody matters. And, um, you know, from God's perspective, uh, God is, uh, you know, it's obvious that everyone matters. And, uh, we serve, uh, you know, uh, and he's obviously very diverse. I mean, uh, if we look at the planet, uh, the planet is diverse. and um, and so uh, humanity <clears throat> is, diverse, is diverse. And that's uh, the beautiful thing about, um, one of the beautiful things about our congregation. I mean, we uh, just here in Indianapolis, uh, you know, a church of 400 people, you know, we have 27 different nations represented. And, um, you know, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know, so, uh, and I think that, uh, so first and foremost, I mean, we attribute that type of um, diversity to God. And, um, you know, but as you and I studied from, you know, from the very, very beginning, um, you know, some eight years ago, um, you know, you know that, you know, as a congregation, we were and still are very, very committed, you know, to the Great Commission and it doesn't matter uh, who. We, we are to reach out to people, period. And that's what we've done. And I really do appreciate that because that, to me, is one of the things that sold me. And I, and I know my viewers are, and listeners are kind of tired of everything and why Kayla and I have not met over like the last couple of weeks because of everything that's going on in current events. But there was one that I kind of, and I alluded to it a little bit offline. And that was the, cause I know there's a campus ministry with Purdue. There's one with IEPY where I go figure. <laughs> Got my, uh, sorry, one with IU Bloomington and then one in Muncie. However, the one in Muncie with Ball State, that situation, which was very public of the, I would say, racist teacher, instructor, calling on a student, because you guys just planted that ministry, what? Yeah, it was just a few months ago. Uh, just was a like few months. last fall, I believe, fall 2019. Yeah. And then all the news, like, I think within that semester for backstory on with the whole student getting called for not even wanting, just not wanting to get up and move his seat, got the police called on him, which basically should have just been kicked out the class at the most. That's the most you could probably do and be okay. But to get someone called the police on turned into a massive protest and then going into that, and since we are on the topic of diversity, and I love the brothers that are over there that are leading that ministry. However, and this is one of those things as I kind of alluded to, when it comes to situations like that and with race, especially now, it's like, do I really want to listen 
or hear out someone that's not of my um, ethnicity in those mm-hmm. scenarios. So as a senior pastor, what's your take on everything? With uh, the, um, it's not worth taking even the shot on. You know, I'm, uh, I, I'm not familiar with the, uh, the situation of, uh, um, you said a person getting kicked off, getting the police called on them? Yeah, it was like mid last semester, mid last semester as in last fall. And basically they had the teacher removed for about a month to where it was virtually protests. And then I wish I would have said something sooner and talked to you about it. Yeah. Because my heart was going out to the guys that are leading that ministry because I know from firsthand experience, especially when it comes to discriminatory situations and racial stuff, it's like, I'm not going to hear anybody out, but yet we're look, trying to look out for each other and just be there as fellow Christians, but it's like one of those things you can't really avoid. I'll send you yeah. out this. Yeah, you'll have to, yeah, you'll have to send me the, uh, yeah, you have to send me the details because I, yeah, I can't really speak on it because I'm not really familiar uh, right. with exactly what happened, so. Yeah, but you know, outside of that, it's like situations of like discrimination like happen almost, I would say, hourly at this point sure. even though it's sure. like been popularized and it's just weird but when you see someone on a straight up a campus that you know has been feeling like oh the system or something's kind of wronged me on a racial and ethnic front what would you say to someone that's just in those like droughts that feel like I can't really trust you because someone within your race and ethnicity or even your gender has truly, truly wronged me to where I don't feel like trusting you regardless of it. So that's where my heart was going for like, I think a month after I found out because I just felt that bad for that entire ministry. Yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, in the times that I have, uh, I, well, I'll just, I'll just speak, you know, personally, you know. And I think he just cut out, guys. We're going to have to give it a couple seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes this happens. We all know tech failure, phone, and internet. <laughs> but. We are back. And just to get back on to and not only do i have one of my mentors here but i also have 
what some would say is my little brother spiritually. And <laughs> if he tries to den deny it, who's are we celebrating today and who's are we celebrating next Friday? That's right. <laughs> you have 10 days, you have 10 days on me. Quit breaking kayfabe, boy. <laughs> I have seven. And aren't you the engineer? I have seven. Uh, that's right. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. But uh, yeah, so to catch you up to speed, Renzo, Steve and I have been touching on just over, and I don't know if you remember the whole situation that happened in Muncie late last year to early this year with the instructor that was pretty much just being a racial goofball and called the cops on a student for not wanting to get basically not wanting to Rosa Parks their own seat. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that on the news. Yeah. And it was got to the point where there were protests. And so right before the audio, the tech issue that happened, I was asking Steve, like from a pastor's perspective, what would you say is more so the, how, how do you even think about going about what's for us in a, how do you even approach like even reaching out to someone of an ethnic, different ethnicity or a different gender that feels like they've had been wrongly discriminated against. And in those cases, because within that same semester that that happened, a new campus ministry within the state of Indy through the church got planted and neither. And I love the brothers, but neither brother was of the ethnicity that was wrong. Well, I think it, I think each person, uh, you know, you know, anytime, you know, someone experiences, um, you know, uh, discrimination, uh, any form of injustice, um, it, it needs to be acknowledged. Uh, people need to be heard. Um, their experiences need to be validated. And, um, um, and, you know, we need to, we need to seek to understand, you know, in terms of, uh, you know what the person uh, has gone has gone through, and I think anybody that has you know suffered any type of discrimination is going to understand that you know because um, that person's uh, experience is real to them, and um, and so the the thing that you don't want to do is you know you just you know you don't want to be dismissive, you don't want to just you know not hear someone's story. I mean you um, you know we 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 need to you know, seek to understand, you know, as best we can, you know, what someone has gone through. And, um, uh, you know, as, you know, as disciples of Jesus, I mean, you know, when, uh, when those type of things have happened to me, I've had to make some uh, intentional choices, you know, to pray for the person that uh, may have, um, uh, you know, done something like that uh, to me. Uh, I've had to, you know, seek to uh, to continue to try to reach out. Uh, the answer is the 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 answer is love. Yep. It, it is the answer is love. We see in the life of Jesus Christ someone who was he was discriminated against. Uh, he suffered injustice. Uh, 
there were threats that were made on his life. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, Jesus was killed for what he believed. But uh, in the face of all of that injustice, uh, Jesus chose, and you see this even as he was hanging from a cross. I mean, he chose to love, he chose to pray, and he chose to forgive uh, his persecutors. You know, and so, um, and I think his is the perfect example of how we need to be, you know, in the midst of, you know, if we're going through something like that, you know, ourselves. So those are just a few thoughts. Oh, wow. Thanks, Rob. And it's very refreshing to hear that because it's been one of those things, I think, for me, and I don't know if this was uh, true for you, Renzo, because what um, spirit for the viewers and listeners, and, cause, and even for me, because sometimes I, I don't think I asked you because I don't think I met you until your baptism when everybody named their mother was actually talking to you when mine, I preferred just crickets. <laughs> but, so I legit, when you don't even invite your own mom and there is a reason, and the reason was I needed to know in my heart and understand in my heart that I was doing this not to please someone else. And that's the one thing I do appreciate and still value eight years later that my own faith and walk with God is truly by choice and just by his grace. But in regards to you, Renzo, I know Steve grew up Catholic. I knew I, I basically grew up Baptist and turned Methodist. And what were you again? Because I know you moved from Peru at what age? So... Yeah, so I moved uh, from Peru when I was uh, eight and a half years old, and I grew up Catholic as well. Yeah, similar to Steve. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not trying to dog, and I say that not to dog anybody's religion or anything. It's just like somebody just had got ready for dinner. I just had my computer open. That's all, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry for anybody headphone users. <laughs> but just the goofball audio anyway. And with that, I just say that because we're all coming from different walks of life. Steve from Chicago, Renzo from Peru, me from the South Side of Indianapolis, and then and before anybody says it, yes, I'm from more. more graduated Warren Central proudly, but and I'm, on the, and I'm from New York, by the way. Well, I'm getting to some of that because both you two knuckleheads actually have dirt on me still to this day. And through you two plus uh, another one of the ministers could easily make three phone calls and pretty much just I wouldn't say run my name through the mud, but easily give people enough ammo to last a lifetime. Whether it's through you and your relationships or through just spousal relationships. Because, and I do have to agree with um, Renzo just 
I think growing and starting within a different ministry is just weird for us, man. And like, I think under having the same sister, like reach out to us was very key and just understanding like different times in our lives to where we both like reunited and just had that, I wouldn't say instant cause it took a while, didn't it? For us to even bond up. Yeah, I mean, we had a very diverse ministry, right? Um, so the, uh, to our listeners, we're talking about, this was way back in 2012. Um, and back then, you know, we, we were diverse in terms of uh, age. Um, we had 18 year olds to 20, mid 20 somethings. Um, and then diverse in personalities, diverse ministry in terms of um, school majors, um, uh, culturally, I mean, you name it, it was a very, uh, it was a large melting pot of people. Um, and so whenever you have, you know, different, whenever you have different people of different backgrounds, um, it's going to take a little bit of time to um, get to know each other in, 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 in a more deeper way. Um, whenever there's differences, there's, there's bound to be a little bit of friction in the beginning, at least, uh, before you kind of, um, you know, just grow together as a, as a family that we were. Um, and, and yeah, so. Which is very, ref- was refreshing when, I think from everybody, it just took one a while to get to know each other, but also just that time and just to understand like, oh, these are your strengths, these are your, our strengths. Because I think even with um, what you and I were doing was just knowing where we could easily like shine and just organize organization to putting stuff and just leading, you know, Hmm. almost that. um, And I know it's going to be very odd that I'm using a Mortal Kombat reference on this episode specifically, but it almost felt like the Sub-Zero Scorpion relationship when it came to leadership. And I see you laughing, Renzo, but it's the truth, man. I was always the kind of rebel that knew, like, calc- did things calculated, but knew the, knew the pros and cons. But then I felt like you knew what you were doing and then took the right advice and took that and ran with it, which I really do commend you for. But what would you say was the hardest challenge for even that because and this goes for both of you like from 2012 to I think when you left at what you finished 2017 right because I know I finished like 2015 and then left 2016. I actually finished uh, in the winter of 2016 sorry well the at the end of the fall semester of 2016 before I moved out to Virginia. But you left I'm saying when you left though, because I left 2016 and then you left what, 2017? Um, Well, I technically left in December of 2016 um, and I moved to Virginia in January of 2017. Okay, okay. But so about four years and half of that. And definitely with the foundation and to be honest, there would be no I would say young professionals ministry without like the lessons that we got from Steve to now, but what were, was from both of you, the hardest challenges, especially with uh, 
different, just an everlasting revolving door to even go through and just lead and disciple and minister to that our crazy diverse group of people and uh, saying someone to even have someone new as we kind of did like almost semester-ish from I think I think uh from my you know uh from my experience um when you are we were used to uh, being involved with campus ministry um my wife and I back uh, from 93 to 95 we had a, a campus ministry uh, at Howard University in Washington, D.C. that we led. And, uh, and so uh, when you realize, you know, that, um, you know, you're only going to be working with students, uh, you know, four to five years before they graduate and, um, and before they, you know, they're gonna, you know that they're going to be moving on. And so what you're trying to do is to give them the, uh, you know, uh, the best that you have to offer in order to solidify, you know, some very, very important convictions that are going to, that are going to help them to move to the next phase of their life. And, um, you know, so uh, in terms of, you know, the, 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 the greatest challenge, I, I think, that's one of the greatest, you know, challenges in dealing with campus ministry is, is um, really helping, you know, students to be grounded uh, in their, you know, develop some, develop some really great biblical convictions uh, in the short period of time that you have to work with them. And, uh, and one of the one of the beautiful things, and I know, you know, I chose Christ uh, when I was 19, uh, sophomore at Indiana State University here in you know Terre Haute, Indiana. I was going through a very very difficult time in my life. I was 19, you know, suicidal and you know and partying and doing a lot of things that I shouldn't have been doing. But uh, I had a couple of a uh, couple of men that were very committed to Christ and um and really taught me the principles about of, of jesus christ and helped me to really focus in on what it really took to be a follower of his and it was it was imitating imitating jesus and and developing uh some very deep convictions that that turned my life around and put me in a right direction and uh and so um you know, since that time, those are some of the things that we try to build into our campus students uh, in the in the short period of time that we have to work with them when we were when we were leading um, the IUPUI campus ministry. Yeah, um, I would agree. I mean, uh, definitely everything that, that Steve said. I think from my perspective, one of the more difficult things was. Um, just how our particular campus was set up. Um, so for those that don't know, um, IUPUI uh, is a, it's a four-year school at, in Indianapolis, but uh, it's kind of set up that um, a large, a significant um, population of the student body is actually commuting um, to campus. 
So it's not a, a traditional um, four-year school where like everybody lives, you know, within five minutes from campus. Uh, it's placed right in the heart of Indianapolis, and um, yeah, and, and so a lot of the a lot of the ministry um, we lived all over the city of Indianapolis, um, and um, we. Um, you know, some of us didn't have cars and we relied on public transportation. Um, Hello. It was, it, was a little bit, yeah. it was a little bit tough to, you know, uh, build uh, that unity. But, you know, with that challenge, though, um, I think one of the things that Steve said um, kind of just kind of showed in our group. And by that, I mean, you know, we had the conviction that, hey, we wanted to be together. Um, we wanted to fellowship. We wanted to break bread together. We wanted to hang out together. We wanted to grow together, um, you know, and um, just not having a car or, or, or taking that extra time to drive to or make ourselves to uh, events from the ministry didn't really stop us. So we kind of showed the conviction that we had, um, even though it was tough at times, you know, like, um, people living as far as maybe an hour from each other at two extremes, you know, meeting in the middle. And, and that was awesome just to see um, just the conviction that our group had. Um, you know, obviously, um, I think for me particularly, one of the things that was challenging was um, just like um, when, when I came to the ministry, I was 18. And um, I honestly like just didn't really know what I was doing with um, school um, and, and just ministry in general. Um, our group was, um, I mean, it, it was, we, we had like, I think doubled in size that summer or tripled in size that summer. We had like five uh, baptisms like the summer before my freshman year. And before that, I, I think there was only like a, a handful of people. So I, I think, I think we doubled in size. Um, so for me, it was like, a little bit difficult to uh, navigate school and navigate um, getting to meet all these awesome people that as awesome as they were, um, they had different personalities that I had, they had different majors that I had, um, they had different interests that I had, you know, um, and what, 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 um, the, 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 the main common thing that we had was, you know, our, our convictions and, and our love of, of God and in his people um and just christ in general um so i think for me like the first the first year was was pretty um was challenging you just trying to navigate just entering this new phase of life which uh, was uh, school and um just what it means to 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 be a christian so yeah i totally gotta agree with you because for me and you said that was your 2012 was your first year on campus because i thought it was always like you were kind of a sophomore just with how mature you were kind of presented and acted then. No, no, I was, I was 18. Appreciate that though. It's... <laughs> I would say, I would joke to joke. I would say just because of our Bible studies, at least for the guys, it was kind of hard to plan around that because we couldn't go like, had to pick what restaurants and locations we sat at. But that's just the joke, but the uh, truth, I think for me, and this goes to why one of the things that really made me enjoy like my own journey and because, and why I opted not to have my mom at my own baptism, it was more so, 
I needed to stop doing and relying on others. And then also recovering from just because I saw where I was going and one of my cousins was serving time at the same time. And yet all I was doing was just hanging out, partying, and then going around. Ugh. And I still remember this night because it was my 21st birthday. Walk of shame, people. Enough said. But yeah, I think that turned my life around and just recovering from that and understanding like everybody goes through what they have to do. It goes through what our struggles, but it's how we overcome and just using really our skill sets like this, like you with engineering and our net to not only network, but also change lives and be the best version of ourselves. And speaking of changing lives, man, and I said, like, a lot of stuff has changed over the last eight years for the three of us, which is very weird for me to even think about that. Because I still remember when Steve w didn't feel like an empty nester. And when your left hand was not about to be shiny, Renzo. <laughs> and still, I still have the memory from, which kind of changed my spiritual outlook on things. Because, and it happened because of your fiance. And why I th still think you have ammo on me. Because one of the brothers that were helping us out and like this whole campus swap. So, and I'll have to explain context on that in a second, but just reaching out and one of those trips that she, one of the brothers from the Purdue ministry and myself went up for a week, spring break, and just really opened my eyes to what the kingdom has, you know? And for me to even say like, oh, and that trip is part of the reason I'm in LA. I will be a hundred percent honest because I didn't even see myself. I think in 2011, 2012, where my life was heading, I didn't see myself leaving Indiana after college. Yeah, that was about six, seven years ago. And that, that is a lie. But <laughs> yeah. I really do think like, oh, and I'll just say this, heck, I'm proud of you guys and very appreciative because what else can uh, easily go there? And of course, we would, I would have enjoyed to have all six of us just for like a quote unquote reunion of our initial class. But I understand three different time zones, life happens and I'm just grateful for everything. But the biggest highlight, and I know for the sake of time, I just want to be respectful of everybody's schedule. And what would you guys say was your biggest, like, motivating fact, biggest highlight from the time in the ministry, as well as one takeaway for the 
for my audience? I think, uh, I think for me, um, the, uh, the thing that I, and it's why I, it's why I do campus ministry or did campus ministry. I've since, you know, moved on to, uh, uh, to married ministry, but it's just seeing change lives. And, um, you know, so many times we, uh, we come into people's lives, you know, where there may be, um, you know, insecurity, there, there may be a lack of, um, you know, a, a lack of focus, a confusion, uh, people are needing guidance, they're going through some type of a, a traumatic event in their life, and, uh, and they just, they're, they're, they're somewhat lost. And um, so for me, you know, it's helping people to get directed and, um, and get centered and uh, to develop some, uh, a relationship with God where, whereas before they didn't have one or they, maybe they, maybe they weren't totally committed, you know, in the way that uh, God would have them to be. And, uh, and, and so what I found time and time and time again is that when people truly commit themselves to the principles of Jesus Christ, uh, they find what they're looking for. They find what they're looking for. And so uh, if I was going to give your audience one big takeaway, I would, I would say to really take an, if you've, if you've, if you've never done this, is to take an honest look at Jesus Christ and his principles, what he teaches, what, you know, what he taught, how he lived and try to, you know, and, and commit yourself to applying that. And, and um, what I've seen over the last 40 years, uh, for example, I just got finished marrying a couple, you know, in Michigan. And what I was sharing with them is that I, I told them, I said, what I'm going to share with you is not theory. This is what works. Every married couple that, um, you know, my wife and I have, you know, counseled. Depends on where earplugs while you're saying this. Sorry, Steve. Uh, I'm sorry. And maybe some spoilers since you're leading his wedding. <laughs> no, no. Er, uh, you know, uh, Renzo, you know, he, he, he already knows we're doing their premarital counseling and all that type of stuff. But my point being is, is that um, every couple that has applied and been fiercely committed to the principles of Christ have had a fulfilling and enjoy and, you know, and, and, a, and a marriage that, that is fulfilling and they find what they're looking for. And, uh, and so that's what I would encourage, you know, your listeners take an honest look at, uh, at, at, at Jesus Christ and his principles and apply those. And uh, Renzo. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorites, or I think, um, can you repeat the question? I just want to make sure I answer it. So what's been, what was one of your biggest highlights before 2016, 2017? And then also what's any word of advice? Okay. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think one of my biggest highlights is uh, from just our, our time in campus ministry. Um, was the friendships that I made um, during that time. 
um, obviously, um, I, so I remember in 20, I think it was 2014, um, I was really, I was having a hard time um, in, in ministry, in, in the campus ministry. And I really felt that um, I didn't really have a deep friendship in, in our ministry. Hey, Stephen, mute yourself because I think there's like a yeah, and uh, uh, while while I have that break, I am going to have to leave in about two minutes. That's why I'm trying to sign it off real quick. Um, and so, like, I was just praying for deep friendships. And I remember, like, that summer, like, I, I was starting to get closer with, you know, brothers, yourself included. Um, and even Aaron, um, who is this guy, um, he, he, he became a Christian. And we, I mean, studied the Bible with him. Um, he became one of my best friends and even now like I'm getting married in September and he's going to be in my wedding um, and I just remember like looking back at that prayer because I was I was wanting to like transfer schools like I was like man like I want to be at, at Purdue or I want to be in UW-Madison like I visited those schools and like it's awesome like those people like think like me and like um, but you know like God was was definitely helping me uh, in, in and shaping me in ways that I didn't really know that I needed to be shaped. Um, and definitely, uh, I prayed for, for deeper friendships and I got them with the people that were already there in the ministry. Um, but also just with new people, you know, even studying the Bible with, with, with Aaron and, um, you know, kind of what, what, what Steve was saying, just seeing like where he was at, um, and, and how God really was, was, was molding him and, 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 and stopping his heart and he you know decided to make Jesus Lord of his life um so just just so I would say like the biggest highlights would be just the people that I've met um obviously um I met you Donez I met Aaron uh I met who's going to be my future wife in campus ministry I mean she she came to she was out of campus but she came into our leadership group in 2016 um you sure you didn't want to just go to Purdue because of your fiance or she was she was she was dating somebody else at the time so it wouldn't have worked out <laughs> uh, um and then i think a piece of advice um just really quick i know we're running out of time is i would i would say just something similar along the lines as, as steve said um you know like imitating when, when you read the bible when you read the life of jesus christ you just can't put that book down and say hey jesus is not worth following because he is um and, 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 you know, I just think about how, like, if we truly, um, you know, follow uh, and, and strive to live out uh, the life that Jesus kind of outlines for us with, with the foundation being just love, right? Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see our lives be transformed. Um, it, it's just as simple as that. Uh, so, you know, for everybody that's listening out there, um, you know, if just, I would just urge you guys like, Hey, like pick up that Bible, pick up that book that you haven't, you know, read in a while. If, if that's, if that's been the case, um, because you know, it, 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 I think Jesus says, you know, then you will know the truth and, and the truth will set you free. Um, and that's just, um, what I, what I would tell our audience. I know this. Thanks again, guys. And I know this has been a very spiritually charged episode, but at the end of the day, I don't care because that's kind of who I am. That's kind of who I am, and I am so grateful and appreciative. I got to thank Renzo and Steve for just taking the time to really just, I would say, entertain me on this um, eight-year anniversary of me just cleaning my stinking life. 
But is there, before I send you both off, is there anything that you, either you two would love the pub real quick, other than Sunday service, which Rise Indiana on Facebook, 1030 Eastern, or did I get the time wrong? 1030 Eastern. And then 11 o'clock specific, Turning Point LA on YouTube and Facebook. Am I missing anything else, guys, or? You said it all? What about you, Steve? And you're muted again. <laughs> I think you lost Steve. No, we didn't lose him. He just Thank muted Thank you for inviting me on, man. It's just been great spending time with you. All right. <laughs> Thank, thanks for love. inviting me on, man. It's been great spending time with you. All right. Much love, guys. And until then, Kayla and I are going to be back next week. Much love, guys. And good night, TQ FN. <laughs>